What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. This is Ben Curtis, one of the pastors here at New Vision. And as we continue walking through the book of Hebrews, today I'm going to be reading from chapter 3, verses 16 through 19, and I'll be reading from the New International Version. Who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those who Moses led out of Egypt? And with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies perished in the wilderness? And to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed? So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. Now, in the book of Hebrews, you have these promises, you have these words of encouragement, uh, but you also have some severe warnings. And today we find ourselves in the middle of one of those warnings that spans from chapter 3, verse 7, all the way to chapter 4, verse 13. We know that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Um, We believe in the doctrine of eternal security, but the question that the writer of Hebrews is trying to impress on his readers is, what kind of faith truly saves? According to the book of James, demons have faith, but it's clearly not the kind of faith that, that transforms and that changes and that saves. So the writer of Hebrews wants us to see that true faith, saving faith, is a faith that perseveres until the end. And so this particular warning that began back in chapter 3, verse 7, it's all about hard-heartedness. It's, a, it's about how do we avoid it? How do we maintain soft hearts toward God and toward His Word? And in verse 15, yesterday's scripture concluded, today, if you hear His voice, so there's the idea of God's voice, God's Word, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. So to state that in a positive way, we, we need to make sure that our hearts stay soft towards God's Word. In verses 16 through 19, today's passage, tell us why this is so important. Here's the, here's the main thing I want you to see today. Unbelief is serious because ultimately it angers God. You know, I'm so thankful that God is compassionate, God is patient, God is slow to anger. The Bible tells us that. But if you really want to know what angers him, it's unbelief. Look with me in verse 16 again. Who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? Now remember, again, we're kind of carrying over from from the last podcast. He's still preaching on Psalm 95. And back in verse 9, he told us, Your ancestors tested and tried me, though for 40 years they saw what I did. You, you can think about all the excuses, you know, we come up with to try to justify unbelief. Well, if if I were there, if I saw the 10 plagues, if I saw the manna, if I saw the Red Sea crossing, well, then I would believe. But that's the point of this verse. That whole generation, they heard Moses preach. They, they didn't read Deuteronomy in a Bible. They heard it live and in person. They didn't read about the plagues. They watched them unfold. And, and yet, some of them didn't believe. Well, if... If I'd lived when Jesus walked the earth, if I'd saw him, if I'd heard him teach and saw the miracles, then I'd believe. But Jesus said in Luke chapter 16, if if you don't believe the words of Moses and the prophets, you wouldn't believe even if someone rises from the dead. So there is no experience. There is no emotion. Nothing will convince you if you're not willing to listen to God speak and if you're not willing to listen to his word. 
Now, most of that generation did die in the wilderness, but we know there were at least two people, Joshua and Caleb, who, who didn't. And what was the difference? What was the difference between Joshua and Caleb and the rest of this generation? Well, the answer is faith. They believed God. They took him at his word, but the majority did not. And, and so you remember the story. They scouted out the promised land for 40 days. They checked it from every angle, and they said, yep, indeed, this is the land flowing with milk and honey, just like God said. But then they looked at the people of the land, and they made a human assessment. They said, they're too big. They're too strong. They live in these fortified cities, and there's just no way that we can win. But ultimately, what they did, they turned their back on God's promises and turned back towards Egypt. And because of their unbelief, they didn't get to enter the promised land. So the writer of Hebrews says, With whom was he angry for 40 years? It was the wilderness generation who saw all these miracles. They heard God revealing himself. And this is a strong reminder to us that with great revelation, when we hear truth, with great revelation comes great responsibility. The more truth we're exposed to, the greater our responsibility to listen and to obey and to maintain a soft heart uh, toward that truth. Remember what Jesus said to the towns of Bethsaida and Chorazin in Matthew chapter 11? He said, Woe to you, for if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago. Of course, we know they didn't repent. But then Jesus adds this. He says, But I tell you, it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. See, unbelief angers God, but God blesses belief. He, he blesses those who have soft hearts, those who submit to his word, but he really targets unbelief. And, and verse 18 says, And to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed? I found this interesting in, in studying this. The word disobeyed literally means not persuaded unpersuaded. So who did he swear would not enter his rest? It was the unpersuaded. They heard Moses preach. They saw signs. They saw wonders. They saw plagues. And their hearts just thought, cool, that's entertaining. Now I'm hungry and I don't like what's on the menu. Why? In fact, why am I here? God, take me back to Jerusalem. Things were, I mean, back to Egypt. Things were better back in Egypt. So Turning away from God in your heart, that ultimately will lead you to turn away from God in your life. Behavior always follows our belief. If you're not persuaded in your heart when you hear God speak, when you read God's Word, you're not going to be persuaded in your actions. Now I want us to remember this warning is going to continue all the way through chapter 4, verse 13. But let's just go ahead and read our, our final verse in this section in verse 19, so we see that they were not able to enter because of their unpersuasion. No, it's, it's a different word here, unbelief. The disobedience that comes from not being persuaded by God's word, what he wants us to see, it's the same as unbelief in verse 19. He knows they're all the same because if you're actually persuaded by God's word, if you actually believe something, you'll do it. You'll, you'll act on it. You'll obey. So if it's a statement of truth, you'll believe it. If it's a command and you're persuaded, you'll obey it. If it's a warning like the ones that the writer of Hebrews gives, you're going to listen. You're going to take heed. You're going to be warned. If it's a promise, you're going to hold tight to that promise because you believe that it's true. Faith always produces obedience. 
God spoke, and I believe it. And if I believe that God's Word is true, then my life is going to be conformed to it. It's going to be shaped by it. I'm going to keep my heart soft and submissive, and, and I'm going to obey. So I hope you see it's not really about how many Bible trivia questions you can answer. It's not about how many verses you have memorized, even though it's a wonderful thing to memorize verses. The ultimate question here is this. Is your heart persuaded when you hear God speak in His Word? We need to be asking ourselves that question every single time. When we open the Bible, every, every time we go to a small group and have Bible study, every time we listen to a sermon, we need to be asking ourselves, am I persuaded? You know, more than any other sin unbelief pokes God in the eye because basically you're calling God a liar when you when you disbelieve. If you're a believer, um, I want to just encourage you here. You know, this is a warning section, a section, so it's been a little bit negative. But if you're a believer, listen, you and I are going to battle unbelief to different degrees for the rest of our life. But here's some good news. The battle with unbelief, God hates it so much that it's only a battle that we're going to have to face in this life. It's not something that we're going to have to worry about when we enter into this eternal rest that we're going to talk more about in chapter 4. And even though this is not in today's passage, I just want to leave you with this encouragement. If you are in Christ, not only are you going to be free from unbelief when you enter that rest, but God will see to it that you persevere in your faith and that you do, in fact, enter that rest. So next time... We'll be picking up in chapter four with Pastor Nick Person. So we hope you'll tune in. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you. We love you. And we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.